is the University of Michigan. Touchdown, Michigan! All right, welcome back to Blue by 90. I am Justin, joined by Jack and Kaylin as always. And thank God we didn't uh, we didn't jinx anything and look past Northwestern. The boys got it done yesterday. Uh, I, I think we can conclude that none of the players or coaches listen to our podcast, which is a good thing, probably. Very, very good thing. <laughs> yeah, Josh stopped listening all of a sudden. I don't know. <laughs> yeah uh, but big day for for the wolverines yesterday uh you know they beat uh northwestern 33 to 7 boring game i mean we kind of called yeah. it uh where we said they were just gonna run it and run it and run it and they did um and so there there wasn't a ton of uh highlights from the game i'd say um but i i wanted to give some props to the fans the crowd was awesome it was a packed house and they were into it all day which for a noon game against a bad opponent you know in the middle of the season when people are thinking about next week uh against michigan state i thought that was really cool for uh people to be into it people are excited man even after that midnight madness for basketball everybody's still excited about football things are going well at uh in Ann Arbor. I'm, I'm excited, man. I'm excited, but nervous for next week. Now it's like really the true test is here. Yep. You know, I didn't even think about it till you just said it right now, but they did show some crowd shots where I was like, there's a good amount of people there for this game. So yeah, I mean, props to them. We had somebody um, tweet us a picture of uh, at kickoff and the student section's completely full. So that like never happens for a noon game. Um, I mean, even any game really the student section at the beginning of the game is never full so that was really cool um i think i think people were pumped to be back in the big house after you know almost a month off pretty much um so it was exciting people are people are supporting this team which is i i think well deserved for these guys what they've been able to do um a lot of people had them you know at winning six or seven games total and now they're seven and oh yeah, that was us. I mean, that was me for sure. I was like, ah, maybe seven and five, like maybe. And I mean, you know, they could lose the five, like their last five <laughs> games. I'm not going to try to speak that into existence, but right. uh, th- yeah, nobody, I mean, especially for Michigan, Michigan state next weekend, if you would have told me that both teams are going to be undefeated and ranked Great. in the top 10, I would have told you to go fuck off. Like, <laughs> like there's no chance, but, uh, but it's what's happening. It's crazy. Yeah, huge props to those players and the coaches, honestly. I mean, to have this team that, you know, I mean, we all at the beginning of the season were like, I don't know, you know, look at this schedule. And now I'm like, hey, look at the schedule, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, it, it is all of a sudden. Um, I I don't know who's good in the Big Ten. I know, right? It's, still I know. thought Penn State was good. <laughs> I thought they just beat, you know, uh, or they just, yeah, they beat Iowa, right? Wait, Penn State? Yeah. No, they lost to Iowa. They lost to Iowa. You're right. Clifford Sorry. got hurt. Yeah. yeah if Clifford right. healthy, was healthy, they would have won, but they yeah. uh, they lost to Iowa. Yeah. 
Sorry. We're, we're a little hazy over here after uh, a, a long day of tailgating. <laughs> long day of tailgating yesterday. That's for sure. Um, oh, but man. it was it was a hell of a tailgate. So shout out to everyone who came out and supported. We had a lot of people there, which was awesome. Um, I don't know if there's any truly left. I, I honestly think we ran out. <laughs> the coolers were empty at the end of the day. The only yeah. thing I was dumping out was water and ice. That's it. Yeah. amazing. Uh, that that's a that's a successful day. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so success on the field and out in the parking lot. So love that. You know, the, um, the blue mafia took care of business out there. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> that's for sure. We are, I'd say the tailgate is in midseason form. It's, it's peaking right now. Uh, that's for sure. So <laughs> love to see it. Love to see it. But, you know, talking about the team, uh, Blake Corum, Hassan Haskins, unbelievable. They are truly just a dynamic duo. I don't know the last time that we've had a one, two punch like we have right now. Uh, and then obviously you, you have Donovan Edwards who can do it all as well. So, but, but those two, you know, combining for uh, 230 yards uh, rushing and they just made a lot of people miss yesterday. Hassan Haskins just running with power. It was really cool to watch them go at it yesterday. Yeah, Coram looked shifty, man. He was he was shaking people out of their shoes. Haskins was running people over, like you said. And they, and they have similar stat lines, right around mm-hmm. 20 yards. Or, sorry, right around 20 carries for each of them. Both had two tutties and 110 and 119 yards. I mean, that's – That's balance. That's awesome. Yeah. And even in – I mean, in the first half, too, Cade was – had a lot of passing attempts. I think he was over 20 already in the first mm-hmm. half. So, yeah. I mean, they're throwing the ball around, too. And they're both just like shine, letting their skills individually shine, right? Like Hassan had that one yeah. play. It looked like a rub, rugby scrum, right? <laughs> like I was like, oh, he's down. And then he carried it another 10 yards. I was like, Dude, oh, that my was, gosh. That was awesome. That reminded me of the Davion Smith run a few yeah. years ago oh, where yeah. he just like somehow pops out. I know, you know, Davion Smith ended up scoring on that one, but uh, that was really cool to see. I mean, they just don't stop. They don't stop their legs. They power through. And, and, you know, I think at the same time, we got to give shouts out to the, uh, to the O-line. That, this O-line has been playing phenomenal all the year. I think they let up one sack yesterday, maybe two. Yeah. I can't remember. But, I mean, obviously they haven't let up many sacks all year long, and they've been the, uh, the front line for this duo of Haskins and Corum. So um, got to give, give it up for uh, Bastardis and the boys. Uh, they're holding it down on the front. And that was with two starters out, too. They had Filiaga and um, who played? Carson Barnhart, I think, was in. And Barnhart. Barnhart yeah. was in left guard. But So, yeah, I mean, they had Trevor Keegan and Zach Zinner were out in the starting line, and they still had a great, great game. Yeah. So it's good to have depth. Thank God they have depth there. We haven't had depth at the O-line in, no. in a while. You know, it's felt like this – if one person goes down on the O-line for the past couple of years, we're in big trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a big deal. Um, I just, I laugh when Blake Corum runs too. He looks like he's falling forward at all times. Like he's about to trip, but he's just so low to the ground and so little. And he just makes people, there were a couple of times where it's like, dudes were literally diving and grabbing air. Cause he, oh, yeah. <laughs> he was making a miss. I mean, it's crazy how he does that. He runs so fast and he's falling forward, but then he can just like stop on a dime and fucking mm-hmm. move laterally. It's, it's insane. He's so shifty. It almost like 
I don't I hate to make this comparison, but like it gives me like Tyreek Hill vibes, right? The way that he like yeah. shifts his hips and then the dude just like falls over. <laughs> it was he was making people look silly yesterday, that's for oh, yeah. sure. Yes. Um, but then he also like he just has it all. He's got the patience. He waits for the hole to open up and then burst through. And then when he gets, if he gets a sliver of a hole or like an open field, it's like, oh baby, he could, he could break this. Um, yeah. And then Haskins too. I, I just, he just runs downhill at all times. And when we get into the red zone or, you know, within the five yard line, it's like nobody's stopping him from crossing that goal line. Mm-mm. No. And let's not forget Blake Corum's uh, glasses at the post game. <laughs> that <laughs> <was> Robocop. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. That was, I mean, it was, it was a good day for them. I, I wanted to, you know, talk about the, um, the, the offense though. Are you guys concerned with the vanilla of this offense and the fact that they aren't trying to break it down, you know, break it open I don't think they had a single throw uh, completed over 20 yards yesterday. Well, I don't think the problem is them not trying to break it open. It's the same thing we've been talking about, right? Cade is just not – he's not able to complete the deep passes. I mean, there was multiple times they did back-to-back deep balls, and, you know, one of them, it was double coverage, um, and the other one, he just threw it to the wrong side of the field. Like, he would have had – I think it was Cornelius Johnson – down the middle of the field if he would have let him a little bit uh, the opposite way away from the defender and it would have been a touchdown. But right. I don't think he had one. Did he, you said he didn't have one completed pass over 20 yards. Mm-mm. He's great at the short and intermediate passes, but yeah, it's, his deep ball is still an issue, man. And yeah, it, I, 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 I enjoyed the play calling, but the execution was a problem. You need to have a quarterback that can make that deep pass. And even JJ, man, when he came in, like we know he can make all the throws, but he struggled a couple times out of his, very few pass attempts. He had two of them that weren't even close to the defender. So I don't know. It's I, I'm concerned as far as that goes, when you need a big play, you know, can you throw the ball deep and, and execute? Yeah. This offense did not show anything like really different. They didn't answer any questions, right? They, no, they showed us that they can run the ball. We already knew that our concern was, can you hit the deep ball? They, they were unable to do that. So it's kind of like, all right, I still feel the same way that I've been feeling, which is when are you going to like shift into the next gear here? Um, Especially with looking at some of the opponents coming up on schedule. So, yeah, that would, that would be my biggest concern is I, you know, they've obvious, they've made it very obvious that they go into each game with a very specific game plan and do it to beat that opponent on that day. Right. And so they you almost don't have an identity for this uh, team. You know, running the ball would definitely be it if you wanted to say one. But they still which I like. I like game planning for a specific opponent. Uh, But my concern, I guess, is that when you do need to open it up and and score points quickly, it's really hard to just turn that on. You know what I mean? So I, I, I just want them to be able to show that they can do that at any time and not only when they re- you know need to. Um, I, I just watching yesterday was like anything down the field they couldn't do. So, you know, my point being, if you stop the run, if you stop those short passes, then you can stop this offense or that at least it looks that way right now. Yeah, agreed. 
I mean, that's, I mean, but what's the fix, right? Like, do we well, give JJ a shot? Well, like, what's, what's the move there? We don't really know, right? Well, I, th- I think what really needs to happen is, one, Cade needs to be more accurate past 20 yards. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we all know that. Yeah. But I think, you know, because Ronnie Bell is out, no receiver has really stepped up to be that, like, it guy in the receiving core. So I want to see someone like Cornelius or Dalen, uh, Dalen Baldwin, like, be that guy who can really get separation and like be a playmaker out in space. I mean, yeah. I think that's fair to a point, but it's still, if they are open in space, you got to get the ball to them. Exactly. So it's still that's ultimately the to me, right. Ultimately to me, I think it comes down to Cade, but, but that, well, I mean, Ronnie Bell is, a, is, he's a difference maker for sure. Yeah, I'll agree that, with that. That's for sure. Um, and I think that, I mean, if you look at Cade's stat line yesterday, 20 or 20 completions for 129 yards. That's it. So that's a lot of completions and not a lot of yards, you know, less than four, less than five yards, a, a, a pass average. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just don't know if we can beat legit teams out there. If we aren't moving the ball, you know, that way, if it's just slow, 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 as soon as, you know, my concern going into st- the state game is they win games on big plays. So if they score, you know, quickly and we're just running, 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 you know, if we get behind at any point, then it's going to be tough to make that comeback or, or, you know, put themselves into a position where they can score quickly. Um, I, my hot take, and I don't know if it's really that hot at this point is that Jim has to make a really, really difficult decision right now. And I think he's got to go with JJ. I, I just, I think that JJ brings something so different when you put him in the ball game that the the options for you on offense are so the ceiling is so high. And, and I just think that we've seen the ceiling for Cade McNamara and it's not bad. It is by n- no means bad, but I just think that you just watch when Cade is in the game and you kind of know what your limitations are. You know what the offense can do. And it just didn't look like they really could move the ball well yesterday when he drops back to pass. And so, I don't know, maybe it's not fully going with JJ, but I need, we need to see JJ in my opinion more, Uh, at least give him, you know, time, give him chances to throw the ball and get into a rhythm because He's special and he's shown that. Well, that's what bothered me the most about yesterday because I don't I don't necessarily disagree with you when you say you gotta you gotta just give JJ a shot, but why didn't they just play in the entire fourth quarter? Yeah. That's why is Cade McNamara still in the game when we're up by you know 27 points or 26 points or whatever? Right. Put JJ in the game and just like you know, give him that whole quarter to be able to do something, get him more and more comfortable. And I mean we were just talking about how Joel Klatt was calling for JJ like that whole game yesterday. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I mean, if, if they are going to make that move and we're, I mean, it kind of makes me feel like they're not, if they're going to, if they're not putting JJ in when you're up by more than three touchdowns, that, it was just very strange to me. So I, I think they're going to ride with, with, uh, with Cade, but also I know we talked about this last time. If JJ ended up putting like a good drive together, they might stick him in and like keep rolling with it. If he would have completed that first pass attempt he had, he would he yeah. would have still been in the game, and he would have he would have kept in that drive, I think. But yeah. he but he was short on it, and they they yanked him out right after. So I don't know. He's got a 
I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's tough now because now you're going to the biggest game of the year. And right. This is what we still... said going into Wisconsin, right? It's right. like, it's like, you don't, what <sighs> if you're going to make that move, you probably don't want to do it on the road in the biggest game of the year. At the time, Wisconsin on the road was the biggest game of the year. Now, this is most definitely the biggest game of the year. Um, And, but I I don't know. I just, here's my concern is that, all right, I I think you want to make the move before you like totally have to. You know what I mean? You want to play chess a little bit there and, and be looking ahead and, and stay ahead of things because, my, what I'm worried about is you go into East Lansing next week, you get through a quarter and a half or, or a full half, and Cade's not moving the ball. All of a sudden, now JJ's your only option, and you feel like you know it's the pressure's there and it mounts, and all of a sudden people get tight, and it's like, now we got to get it done. And, and that's what I worry about is, is if the offense sputters next week. And so I, I don't know. It's – it's a hard decision. We said it last week that it's like, I think Jim probably, uh, you know, loses sleep over it at night, but Cade yesterday just did not look comfortable and did not look like he could fully get the job done. And so, yes, it was one game, but I would expect against an inferior opponent like Northwestern to be able to move the ball, you know, through the air and make those plays because, the, it should have been a 45 to to seven game. They, they left a lot of points still on the board out there. Yeah. And I'm going to, I'm going to use this time to remind everybody that we're still seven and oh, we're still positive vibes only, you know, <laughs> we're still undefeated. True. This is a good problem to be having right now. This is a good problem to be having. Yeah. Ro, as far as hot takes go, that's like the least hot. hot <laughs> I know <laughs> <laughs> it's like every single person in the world is talking about it. So, um, yeah, I, 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 that's for sure. That's for sure. Uh, but I, I just like, you know, I look at the, with this offense in general, I look at the stats and we dominated the stats all over the board and we dominated the game all over the board, but it didn't turn into a ton of points. Yes. 33 points is good, but Honestly, it should have been probably over 50. If you if you double up their time of possession, if you double up on on total yards, which they over over doubled their total yards, you should win, you know, you should win very very easily. And yes, they won easily, but I just think that there was more to be had out there. And and it's it probably was the game plan. We said it going into it. They were going to you know, just get it, get the win and get out of there, you know, and not have it be too flashy or try to do too much. Um, I, I just worry about this offense when the, when the time comes that they need to rely on the offense to score to win a football game. Um, so again, positive, vibe, <laughs> positive vibes only. We are seven and oh, I think that you have to, uh, you do have to just be thankful for that and, and give everybody props to where, you know, where it's deserved to. But defense, very good. Oh, they let up seven. They, they let up a touchdown, and it was one because of one play. One play. Just Literally, one they play. had one bad play yesterday. Yep. I mean, defense looked incredible. I'll tell you what, DJ Turner, man, he was – he looked like a lockdown corner yesterday. Those dudes, him and RJ Moten – are not talked about enough on this defense. We obviously talk about the front seven a lot, 
and Dax Hill in the secondary, but them two in the back, uh, you know, have just been really, really good. That secondary just in general outside of Dax Hill needs more love. I think those guys have been playing really well. Uh, DJ Turner's pick where he made so the, he made the play <laughs> and just batted it up to himself. It looked like he was playing with like a little brother. That's like, you know, you're just like catching it over him basically. Yeah. Um, that was sweet. And yes, this defense in general, Mike McDonald, uh, Hey man, you're, you're doing a hell of a job so far. So keep that up. Yeah. Thank you. Seriously, Mike. That's uh, that's awesome. I was going to say something. I lost. I lost it. I'm gone. I'm I'm done. I don't know. <laughs> well, their ability to like play in man coverage and play in zone coverage when needed is really like it's amazing just to see that transition from Don Brown to Mike McDonald and like these same players are still executing very well in the secondary. So yeah, hundred percent. Shout out to them. Oh, I know what I was gonna say. Was that DJ Turner's first start? I feel like we haven't talked enough about him because he hasn't played a lot. I never noticed him before. I don't know. Really? Yeah. I mean, like I, I noticed him play like a start, little bit, I think but he's I've... been starting a lot, or maybe he's just been he? playing more and more. Hmm. Um, but I think he yeah. just doesn't see a lot of targets over there. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe that's a thing. But I mean, the defense in general, uh, they they let up 4.2 yards per pass and 4.3 yards per rush. So when you're holding to teams to to not moving the ball. Uh, very well in both uh, categories there. That's pretty damn good. Uh, and so. Um, and again, the only reason that rush uh, percent or number is so high is because that one big play. Right. Outside of that, I mean, they had, it would have been, I mean, they had a hundred yards rushing outside. Of, I think it was a 75 yard touchdown run. Was it would have been. 75? I think it was. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> three quarters of their fucking rushing yards came from one play. That's crazy. Insane. Yeah. Um, let's see. Where was it? Yes. One play, 75 yards. Yeah. Oh Otherwise, it would have been like one point something yards per carry. That's crazy. Okay. <laughs> so when you put that into perspective, right? that's their only touchdown. Damn, yeah. that is legit. This that defense is, is legit, a, man. Hell of a day. Um, you know, I, I will say while we're, we're nitpicking um, – the only concern I have for the defense, and it's mostly looking to next week, but Northwestern ran quite a few screen plays yesterday. I don't know if you guys noticed that, but they ran a lot of screens, and we over-pursued a lot on those. Um, I think that Northwestern's running back uh, is not that fast and not that you know agile, so we were able to catch up to them. My worry is that if MSU does that a few times, which they like to do with Kenneth Walker – and all of a sudden, Josh Ross is in space with Kenneth Walker. I don't like that matchup. You know what I mean? No. Yeah. And I agree. I think Northwest can watch the tape against Nebraska. That was a big play for Nebraska to lead off the game was a screen and they gained 40 some yards. So, I mean, that's a, that's a good thing to nitpick. That's for sure. I mean, if they're going to run it and we're, you know, caught off guard like that, that'll be a big play for Sparty, especially with Kenneth Walker. Yeah, I heard a little bit of Joel Klatt talking about that as well. He was talking about how the linebacking court plays very well when they have like good eye discipline obviously this is way above my pay grade but i'm just repeating uh he was talking about how they have when they have good eye discipline they're pretty much able to snuff out anything but when somebody misreads a key it's like it only takes one guy and then it's a 75 yard touchdown run right so if they can stay disciplined i mean they can probably compete with anybody 
Yeah, I, I think these these linebackers are very good. Um, I, I think what uh, Mike McDonald should do uh, is probably have Nakai Hill Green kind of shadow Kenneth Walker. Um, obviously, you still have to play your, your game as a linebacker and you can't just focus on one guy. Um, but, you know, the linebackers in the, in the running backs are, are always going kind of one-on-one. So um, I, I just think Josh Ross, as good as he is against the run, He's just not that fast. And the guy he's not quick enough. Yeah. And junior Colson too. Both those guys are a lot quicker. Um, So I'd, I'd much rather see them try and go one-on-one with, uh, with Kenneth Walker uh, in this game against Sparty. So that would be my only concern, you know, and again, it's nitpicking and we're, we're uh, it's really just looking ahead at what could MSU do to get this defense off kilter. And um, you know, the the only thing that this defense has done is give up, you know, some big plays. Uh, and it hasn't been often, but that's when they get beat. And then when you look at MSU, that's how they score. So that's what that's my concern is over pursuit. They they get, you know, when this defense gets into trouble, it's usually a misdirection. They have the whole team going one way and then have one guy leak out or something like that. And so um, that's what I'm, I'm prepared to see MSU try to do next week uh, and hoping that, you know, they can't connect or, or we uh, adjust to that. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll see how that goes, though. Yeah, I think and I, I'm, I mean, we're going to live or die by that defense next week, especially yeah. since, you know, what we've been talking about, the concerns with uh, deep passes and the ability to do that. We've really got to rely on the defense to shut down the big plays for Sparty. And then I think Michigan will be in good shape. Yeah. I'm in terms of the Spartans, my biggest concern is just the, their ability to like open up some warp in reality and, and do some crazy shit. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that my concern as well is that we don't, we've, <laughs> we've shown it a couple times, you know, like the flea flicker was about it, but like, we don't have at least two. Maybe they have some tricks in the bag that they're waiting to op- to reveal, which would be awesome. I think that would be sweet. Um, but yeah, we did flea flicker one time. MSU did flea flicker every game. <laughs> yeah, they literally do it. It's like it's not like a trick play at this point. It's just like a staple in their offense. <laughs> right. Um, so I I I would love to see. You know, when we're if we're going back to talk about the play calling and what this offense looks like, I would love to see them try some new things. And I think they probably were like, we don't need to show it yesterday. You know, there's no reason to. But it would be good for for them to show, you know, hey, we do have a misdirection and we have something out there that we can get catch this defense off guard uh, because. I don't think you're just going to be able to run a vanilla offense against Michigan state and win a football game. No, no, I agree. I agree. I'm trying to, I'm gonna to have to look up their uh, team stats as far as like what their defense is doing, but I mean, uh, they, I they're very, very good against the run and not good against the pass. Um, and so that's where it's like, okay, if they stop the run, then we're forced to throw. And if we can't connect on those, then, but I'd love to see uh, us like open up the playbook a little bit more and maybe mm-hmm. like play a little bit more X's and O's, like trying to get Blake Corum out in space matched up with the linebacker or something and like let him just go crazy. I mean, the funny thing too, guys, like 
the yesterday's teams are both ranked in the top 10. But again, we don't even know how good they are. Like we <laughs> talked about earlier, we don't know how good these teams really are. Like, cause they haven't really played anybody yet. So, I mean, I, mean, I think we're definitely going to learn a lot about both teams on uh, next week on Saturday, but I'm looking at their previous games. We just kind of, kind of got to take a note out of the Western Kentucky book, man. It scored 30 against them. They throw the ball. Uh, I think they threw it like 70 yards, 70 times against uh, 64 times <laughs> for 488. <laughs> yeah, that's yards. all they did. <laughs> we, yeah. So I, I highly doubt we're going to throw the ball yeah. 64 times um, no. when we have Blake Forum and Hassan Haskins. But, you know, I, I agree with you, Kalen. I think that's a great take that we need to look at where we have mismatches, right? And one of them that I think we do have a big mismatch against most teams is get the ball to Eric Hall. Eric Hall is yeah. a mismatch night. He's a matchup nightmare for most linebackers. You have to get him the ball. And, and I want to see him. I, I think we see him a lot going on out routes or crossing routes or things like that. I, I, I want to see him up the seam. I want to see him downfield a little bit instead of settling for, you know, that eight yard uh, out route or something like that. And so um, those guys, I, I think we have enough weapons uh, on offense to have mismatch nightmares uh, or matchup nightmares for uh, the, the, this defense. So if we can get our, the ball to our, you know, I would love to see Blake in the same sense, get Blake on some screen passes or, or, you know, out there. I, I want to see Blake Corum with the ball in space, right? That, that is where we can really open it up and let Blake do his thing. Yeah, I agree. I, and I feel like we haven't seen that a lot in the past couple games, but I could be just completely missing that. <laughs> no, they try to do creative stuff, right? Like with AJ Henning trying to get him the ball. They've, I mean, they've been getting people out, you know, on uh, on some sweeps, which has been great. I like yeah. that. They've been trying they, to get guys outside. They got Andrew Anthony out uh, at least once or twice. Oh, Henning yeah, yeah. had a few of them. Um so they're 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 stretching the ball outside, which is good to see. But yeah, I, I I'd like to see Quorum get some get some screens, get uh get him out in the flat and get him the ball and let him you know go one on one with somebody and then break it loose. But um, I, I I'm telling you, I like Gaddis's play calling recently. I feel like he's definitely doing a hell of a lot better this year than what we've seen in the past. Oh yeah, no question. Yeah, that's for sure true. I I just. I worry that we've seen this happen down the stretch um, with this team before where they kind of like get tense on offense and they, they want to be conservative and not, not run that play, you know, that crazy play or throw it downfield because they're worried about what, you know, could happen turnovers or whatever else. Um, I did love when you said uh, Jack, it, um, the, when they went uh, deep, back to back. I know they didn't yeah. complete them, but I love that from a play calling perspective to say, Hey, you know, we, he had them on the first one. Let's try it again. They're probably not going to expect us to do that twice. So, um, you know, I, I think we, in order to beat Michigan state, we're going to have to have a Wisconsin performance uh, from Cade McNamara and say, Hey, you do have to connect on three or four deep balls here. Um, and that's, how we got to move the ball um so yeah we'll uh you know we'll see how that goes but all in all a great day of football here in in uh in, in ann arbor yesterday it was it was just good to see everybody back this was like a tune-up game i think for 
um, for a lot of people. And, and I think as much as you had wished that Cade was all the way tuned up, um, it's still not terrible. You know, I think we're, we're in really good shape still going into this game. Um, and then if you (laughs) let's go around the big 10 too, because there were some wild games out there, uh, for the, uh, around the big 10 yesterday. Oh man. Yeah. I know I watched, uh, Wisconsin Purdue because I was thinking Purdue would upset them. Yeah. At halftime, it was like 13 13. I was like, okay, we got a game. Final score was like 30 13 Wisconsin. And I was like, what happened? Well, they ran it a thousand times. <laughs> Ches Malusi had 27 carries for 150 yards, and Braylon Allen had 12 carries for 140 yards. Jeez. So they they scored 30 points, one by 17. Graham Mertz stat line. Five for eight for 52 yards. <laughs> this, uh, these, these stat lines are just incredible because then you, uh, you know, that game was very interesting. I did not think Wisconsin would win that football game after what Purdue looked like against Iowa, um, who Iowa and Wisconsin are similar teams. Great defenses, not great offenses, right? Uh, and then if you go to the the Penn State Illinois game, Jesus. which nobody, I didn't even, nobody even knew that game was happening until it happened, right? It's most like boring game ever. Nine overtimes and still only a 20 to 18 final, Illinois with the upset in Happy Valley. I mean, do you do you just knock Penn State out of the top 25 after that game? <laughs> they're, they're ranked seventh going into it. I say, just get them. If you lose to Illinois, <laughs> get out. You know, top 25. You don't deserve it. Maybe, maybe you get kicked out of the Big Ten in total, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, man. That was it. Hey. I was watching that game on, uh, on a phone as it was going from overtime to overtime to overtime. And I was like, these teams just look so bad. So bad. Hey, don't but, hate on the fighting Brett Bielmas. <laughs> yeah. Jeez, man. What, but Penn State only had 227 total yards in nine overtimes. I mean, that's insane that you can't move the ball against Illinois, who has given up, I I mean, ridiculous yardage to everybody, and they are a bad football team. So I don't know what the hell happened to Penn there. Arter Sikowski was. Okay. Arter Arter Sikowski, Rutgers transfer, who, I mean, if – if you want a laugh, I, I'm sorry, Arter. First of all, your name is Arter. So that's, you know, you, you that's a problem from the get-go. But go look at Arter Sitkowski's uh, oh, collegiate stats at Rutgers and Illinois. He has, like, triple the number of interceptions than he does touchdowns in his career. But in, in his stat line in nine overtimes was he was eight for 19 for – 38 total yards and one interception, zero touchdowns yesterday. That's just hard to do. It's really hard to do. I'm impressed. <laughs> I'm impressed that, yeah, how pathetic that is. <laughs> oh, my God. That is insane. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. I, Minnesota, Maryland. Minnesota won that game. Minnesota's 5-2 and two right now. Yeah, Maryland all of a sudden, I mean, they looked like a legit team with little Tua. They were 3-0, and I think, when they started the year, and mm-hmm. they looked – they beat some solid teams, and they've just really gone down the shitter since then. And like you said, yeah, Minnesota, who looked awful before, is now coming on as a decent football team too. 
Ohio State's back. God dang it. I mean, they, their last, I think their last four games, they've scored at least 50 some points. They, that's literally their They're average back. at this point. Yeah. That offense is insane. But the other thing, too, is since they gave up 20 to Tulsa and they've been, you know, obviously gave up a ton to Oregon, they've given up, I think, like seven or 10 points every single game. So I, Ryan Day made some changes for the defense, you know, the, and I think he, kicked off that D coordinator from his, like from all his responsibilities and now they fixed it or have they just played shitty offenses? I don't, I don't know. know, man. I hope it's just, they played shitty offenses <laughs> for our sake. Yeah. I, I mean, I think you, you look at Ohio state and you look at then the rest of the big 10 and they're just uh, uh, head and shoulders above everybody. I think if, if you're looking, you know, from the eye test, Michigan, Michigan State, I still think are just – they're not that good comparatively, you know. So. Um, we'll find out later this season. Yeah. Yeah. Here's – okay, not not even in the Big Ten. How is Clemson so bad? They lost to Pitt Dude. yesterday. They're four and three. That's wow. a hell of a hell of a turnaround from where they were. Because they still have talented team, like they still have talent on their team. I mean, they've always had a top five recruiting recruiting class. Yeah, like same coaching staff too, right? Same coaching staff. Nothing. I mean, they're they've. uh, It's that DJ. I don't Ugalele. I I can't say Ugalele. Ugalele. I don't know. I'm not even going to attempt it again. But like, is he that bad? He he got benched yesterday. So. That dude was a – I think he was a five-star or something close, and, like, he I think was the he next was guy. the number one recruit. Like yeah. Number one class, yeah. yeah. So, I, I – that is, like I, – I just – it's kind of insane to think about. I don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, did you see Wake Forest and Army? No. Yeah. <laughs> Wake Forest scored 70 points on Army. <laughs> What are they ranked now? They they're gotta be good, ranked. dude. I mean, they're undefeated. They're ranked sure. 16th. They're probably gonna be top 12. Holy tomorrow. shit! Army scored 56. It was 70 to 56. Uh, and then if you look at the time of possession, uh, <laughs> time of possession, Wake Forest only had the ball for 17 minutes of the game and oh scored gosh. 70 points. <laughs> How did, how's that possible? Because Army just has nine just minute drives every time, yeah. but Army never scores that much. So Wake Forest, no. they're I mean they're undefeated, but their defense must be bad. I don't know. I it's hard. Anytime you play at any any of the military schools, it's like you never know what can happen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, six hundred thirty eight total yards for Wake Forest in not in seventeen minutes, and then Army had five hundred ninety five total yards in forty two minutes. Jesus Christ. Hey, Army threw for over 140 yards. That's crazy. Wow. They never do that. Wow. Dude, Wake Forest didn't punt all game. <laughs> and Army had one punt. There was one punt in that entire game. That's why weren't we watching that one? That's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Oh my God. That would have been such a fun game to watch. Oh my um, god! Yeah, I also saw Oklahoma was trying to lose to Kansas, but managed to squeak it out. Yeah, Jesus, dude, what is Oklahoma? They're under, they're still undefeated, right? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yes, but they're like the, the I don't know. 
there are a lot of not good undefeated teams out there. You could say <laughs> that Michigan and Michigan State are both like nobody knows how good they are. Oklahoma, Wake Forest. Um, I mean, it's just it's a weird year. It's Very a weird year. year. Um, I did see Kansas like they they sent out an email and tweeted out that like at halftime because they were beating uh, Oklahoma, they just said free the gates are open everyone can come for the second half we got it because we're going to try and get the the crowd going that's awesome <laughs> uh, that was great um iowa state uh, after not win? looking good all year they go out and beat top 10 oklahoma state i don't matt campbell is just like he i he's not elite but he somehow pulls shit out of the out of the nowhere against good teams it's weird they're a second half of the season team yeah Apparently, I, I, it's crazy. It's crazy because he, he loses games that he's not supposed to, but then uh, beats them wins games that he's not supposed to. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, Oregon beat UCLA by a, a field goal. That was a great game, too. 34 31. Mm-hmm. I thought UCLA was going to win that game because Oregon, I was hoping for it. Well, Oregon, too, they're six and one, but they. Outside of the beating Ohio State, they have not had very many impressive wins. Um, so I don't know what to think about them either. They're in the Pac-12. It doesn't really matter. They're really yeah, bad. yeah. So, all right. Well, that is a wrap. Um, by the way, you know what nobody's talking about? That Brady mm. Hoke is 7-0 and at San Diego State right now, and they're ranked in the top 20. Uh-oh. So, people, Slim Brady. Uh, people are talking. Slim Brady. People are talking. So, Get him, put him in the playoff. He's put him in the playoff right now. <laughs> in this season. That would be, oh, God. Can you imagine what people would say if Brady Hoke made the playoff before James? We, uh, we never should have fired Hoke. Oh, my God. Bring Brady Hoke the Hulk. GOAT. Yeah. Yeah. Slim Brady, dude. <laughs> uh, all right. What a Saturday. It was, it was fantastic. It's, college football is just the best, man. It's, it's so awesome. much fun. It's so much fun. Now we got a full day of NFL. Stafford uh, back against the Lions. Yeah, is is he going to go off today? I don't know. Is are, what's your take on that, guys? Are you like rooting for Stafford? Or are you uh, salty? I'm I'm going to be like, uh, fuck. What's that meme? Who is the Who's the guy with the NFL hat on? Yeah, Roger. You know uh, um, not Roger Goodell. That was stupid. It's, it's uh, R. It's like Rob or. Uh, it, uh, yeah, it's uh, the guy from um, Parks and Rec. Um, what the fuck is his name? I'll be like him. I'll be wearing my lion. No, I'm wearing my Lions Stafford jersey. That's what I'll. That's what I'll be doing. So I'll be rooting for both teams. Uh, <laughs> I don't think as a Lions fan you can lose that game because we're gonna come out no. with it. If Stafford goes off, I'm gonna be like, yeah, that's my boy. I'm but like, if the yep, Lions beat him, it's like, yeah, it's like go. hell yeah, they finally won a game. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's good. Um, yeah, I, I mean the Lions. Oh my god. It's a rebuild. It's all I it's keep saying to myself. It's a rebuild. It's a rebuild. So, um, uh, Rob Lowe. Rob, Rob Lowe. Lowe. Yes, that'll be me. Rob Lowe. He, I think he wore uh, an MLB hat to a, a baseball game <laughs> recently, too. Just a Fucking sport. Rob Lowe. It's That's like awesome. the, uh, the, the shirts that just say go sports. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's a wrap. Uh, you know, like I said, great, great football weekend. And, and holy shit, this is going to be a fun week. It needs to be Saturday right now. Mm-hmm. I am nervous and I can't take much more of 
Michigan and Michigan State Twitter this week is just going to be like, God. Uh, oh my God, it's going to be tough, real tough. The memes should be in full effect. Hundred percent, hundred percent. And so, by the way, if you haven't heard, we're raiding the woodshed. We're raiding the woodshed. We're taking over East Lansing. So, uh, head to East Lansing. We'll be there. We'll have a couple more podcasts and some great guests on this week, actually, that we've got lined mm-hmm. up. So we're excited uh, about that. Some uh, some more football uh, personnel coming on the pod uh, and some other Michigan athletics per- personnel coming on the pod. So uh, excited about that. Looking forward to it. Uh, and like I said, we'll have a couple more episodes this week. Other than that, you can follow us at Blue by 90 on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook at Blue by 90 podcast on YouTube. And we say go blue. Go blue. Go blue.